FBI's serious mime squad, anyway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the free one. Uh, oh, I absolutely. I absolutely... Uh, leave all of out. that in. Open, open <laughs> with the first thing they hear. FBI serious mime squad. Dead silence. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, and they're here tonight. <laughs> Felt like thirty-five minutes of silence. To start the <laughs> yeah, oh, getting, getting I, raided by the FBI mime squad. Yeah. So very, very stealthy, mm. you know. Yeah, but with the serious organized mime squad, so they're not doing any like jokes. It's all right. I think we've got about like five minutes to flush our stuff because it looks like the wind is keeping them from the door. Yeah, the, F the FBI agents are just—they're just regular FBI agents, but they're tasked with arresting the mimes. Yeah, the series ah. organized mimes. Yeah, especially heinous. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so, uh, everybody, welcome to the show. It's the free one. Uh, we have with us returning mm. guest champion. It is Australia's very own Tom Walker. Tom, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. Uh, very, very happy to retain my title of the least qualified person to be a guest on this uh, smart person's podcast. Thank you so much for having me back. <laughs> uh, and if Tom's on the show, you know that can only mean one thing, which is we have new Neom stuff to talk about. Yay. That's right. Senior yeah. Neom correspondent, Tom Walker. Mm. Yeah, I do feel right. like, yeah, the kind of the clown college of the, uh, of the Arabian states. Beautiful Neom. Mm. <laughs> but before we get into our uh, Neom content, and then I have a gentleman to introduce to uh, to Tom and Milo and the listener. I've already introduced him to Alice. And oh, Alice I've been really introduced like, to a gentleman. Yeah. I've been introduced to the gentleman in question, and it made my morning. So yeah. I'm very been excited for you to, to meet this, this gentleman. Yeah. yeah. But before we start with any of that, I just wanted us to all possibly go around the table and say one nice thing about mining, because Gina Reinhardt has asked me to do so. Okay, shit, I'll start. Uh, the thing about mining is it provides, uh, I'm reading off of a note here, jobs and something about the economy. Uh, yeah. and, and that's me. So what, what else do we, uh, uh, who else wants to say something nice about mining? Oh. I'll, uh, I'll grab the ball off of Alice here. I'll mm -hmm. take the, the rock, appropriately mm. enough, yes, and say and. it is, of course, the extraction of valuable geological materials from the Earth and other astronomical objects. So it's not just below mm. our feet. Mm. It's in the sky above us, apparently. Really, it's all no, around us, point. I would say, about yeah. mining. Well, the great thing about mining is it is a constant thorn in the side of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Oh, sorry, mining. <laughs> Thank you, Milo. Uh, so, Gina Reinhardt, Australia's richest woman who inherited several mines. Mm. My uh, favorite has... billionaire, because she's the yep. one with the most psychology. Like, <laughs> you can't, like, any other billionaire, right? They're all psychos, we know this. But only a few of them got, like, bullied enough as children to make them this kind of psycho. And when you combine mining heiress with uh, the sort of like psychological torture of expensive Australian boarding school, the result is a very insecure, very weird woman. And she's my favorite. She's my favorite billionaire. 
I understand that mines are very valuable, but there is something just very funny to me about the concept of inheriting a mine and just being like, and to my favorite child, I leave my holes, my vast (laughs) holes. Go unto the holes, child. (laughs) What uh, what Gina Reinhardt has said is she has made she's made a speech. I've taken this down. Please take every opportunity. Well, like you were there, <laughs> Joanne. <laughs> yeah, please. Secretary Riley, he's got like a bun in his hair. Please take every opportunity you can, be it talking to your families, friends, your Uber driver, doctors, chemists, or your local member of parliament, or others, or online, or letters to the editor to remind everyone of how essential mining is. Please don't let a day go past without devoting a minimum. This is a minimum, everyone. This goes for everyone here yeah, and everyone yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A minimum of 15 minutes each day to spread the mining message. Oh my god! What what is going on in Perth? What's <laughs> happening over there? Well, well, yeah. The thing about Gina Reinhardt is she is a product of like so many so many different forces, and mm. pressure can make diamonds, but it can also just kind of press the turds real close together. <laughs> mm. <laughs> An extremely concentrated turd. Yeah, mm. you get more turd, and she mm, is yeah. a very strange beast. Like because you're right, Alice. She is kind of. You can't picture any of the other billionaires, for example, writing a poem because they get so aggrieved. No. no. Yeah, Which she, sure. did. she famously did and had engraved on a giant rock. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't read the poem, go look it up. It's, the, it's the, one of the few poems that I think you're able to say is objectively bad and no one can defend it despite it being a very subjective art form. Ab- absolutely like- kicking the shit out of Ed Miliband for most embarrassing thing engraved on a stone. Uh, <laughs> I have the poem in front of me. It's called Our Future. Oh my God, you're going to lose your fucking shit if you haven't read this before. The globe is sadly groaning with debt, poverty, and strife, and billions now are pleading to enjoy a better life. She's got rhythm. She's got that rhythm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Their hope lies with resources buried deep within the earth and the enterprise and capital which give the project worth. Is our future threatened with massive debts run up by political hacks? She kind of loses the meter. She completely loses the meter. And also, yeah, no, everyone steps back while my girl Gina hits the cipher, but I don't think she lands it. <laughs> well, like, this is the thing about conservatives not being able to finish a joke because they get too mad. They're not yes. able to finish a poem either. Who dig themselves out by unleashing rampant tax. The end result is sending Australia investment, growth, and jobs offshore. That just becomes a tweet. It stops being a poem. <laughs> This type of direction is harmful to our core. Some in, some envious, unthinking people have been conned to think prosperity is created by waving a magic wand. It's sort of coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She's such, simmering down. She's got some of the rage out. Through such unfortunate ignorance, too much abuse is hurled against miners, workers, and related industries. And related <laughs> industries <laughs> in your poem. Miners, okay. workers... <laughs> And related <laughs> industries. <laughs> when related industries hits, I tear up every time. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, related in industries, that's me. That's <laughs> about us. When the us. looked up from its field at the related industries, there were twice as many as usual. Folks, should I bring out the related industries? They told me I can't do it. You want me to bring? Yeah. Yeah, so when, when, Should I bring him out, folks? When, when Funkmaster Flex debuted this particular uh, uh, poem, he actually rewound it 27 times and did 38 bombs on that particular line. <laughs> this episode of Fire in the Booth is terrible. Late <laughs> <laughs> in the morning, just sitting there nodding his head. Yeah, no, there's um, there's fire Perfect. in the booth, but it is a open pit gas canister. This, this would be so much better with glass breaking sound effects and yeah, like yeah. klaxons and like little explosions. Uh, 
Develop North America, embrace multiculturalism, and welcome short-term foreign workers to our shores. <laughs> to benefit from the export of minerals and ores, the world's poor need our resources. Do not leave them to their fate. Our nation needs special economic zones and wiser government before it is too late. Peace. Okay, now that actually Peace. does sound like a late era Eminem. Now, when you actually <laughs> put a little bit of sauce on it, that, does sound as, that sounds a little bit awfully hot coffee pot to me. <laughs> The thing about terrorists is I don't want to riff about them, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Well, so the, so she basically says, look, in the current high school national curriculum, which mandates what every school child in Australia is taught, iron ore is only referenced twice. <laughs> the children yearn for the mines. They yearn <laughs> for them. It seems like an like a lot of times to mention iron ore across an entire curriculum. <laughs> like that's so specific, iron ore. Not even like you know the the fucking dystopian thing of this uh, you know curriculum is sponsored by you know Reinhardt Mining whatever. No, brought to you by the ore itself. This is brought to you by iron. It's like one of those egg council. It's like the got milk that the milk council all put together, right? It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. that's what it is. There's one more line here. Mm. Yet climate change and renewable energy are mentioned 48 times. Yeah, have you <laughs> thought about that? Yeah, <laughs> maybe the iron ore should work on killing us and our children. <laughs> yeah, because like the the thing I love about this too is that like mining in general, right? It's a pretty bloodless field. Every other like mining company is like you know Rio Tinto or whatever. It's owned by like guys in suits who like you know kick money up to more guys in suits and then that goes into hedge funds or whatever. The like the poem weirdo she gets her own one. That's delightful to me. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, bloodless industry in terms of the passions it arouses in oh, its executives. Yes, yes. Yeah, very it's, bloody. It's very, I would say cold-blooded. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, not a hot blood. No. So mining coal and iron ore do not even receive one mention in the entire high school economics and business curriculum. What? This is a travesty. Climate change, sea levels. They don't want to talk about iron ore, but we need to mention iron more. <laughs> My God, are you Gina Reinhardt? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> what she wants is to rebrand the entire curriculum as like, if Bob has three iron ore mines and Janice has two iron ore mines. That, then what? That good. Well, How rich good. was their dad? It, no, it's, it's if Bob has three... If Bob has three iron ore mines and Janice has two iron ore mines, how many more iron ore mines should we dig? How many, many FIFO guys can they support between them? And whoever um, writes the highest number gets the best answer. The <laughs> star, the most iron star they have. Yeah. I, I would prefer it if they mentioned iron ore a million zillion times. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> you're now Australia's <laughs> smartest high school student. That's right. I would, I would love to see the Gina Reinhardt Hogwarts. Now, now, who who here thinks that the dwarves did mine too deeply and too greedily, and nobody puts up their hand? Like, yeah. You will all <laughs> proceed to year twelve. I, I like the idea of ah, the 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 miner doesn't choose the pickaxe; the pickaxe chooses the miner. Well, I mean, you know, with Minecraft, you yeah. can get the kids into it. Um, uh, yeah. Lord Lord Voldemort. Everyone's just ore based. Yeah, that's right. Look, Gina, we have ideas. Pay us one of your billions, and you can have access to all this and more. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she's got fucking thirty six of the things. Like, you think she could spare one for us in the writers' room? 
to sort of. Let, I mean, listen, we let people start academies off of all kinds of cockamamie bullshit. I think we should be able to start a mining academy. If Steiner schools are still kicking around, I see no reason we can't get our miner school going. Yeah, I mean, just the um, a mining. I love the idea of circumventing environmental protections. Like, no, it's not an open pit mine. It's a school. The Australian <laughs> Olympic rowing team call themselves Patriots, and yet they refuse to use iron oars. <laughs> Too heavy, they say. <laughs> and yet again, the Australian team has sunk at the beginning of the race. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately after pushing the boat into the lake. If they got a gold medal, they would just throw it away anyway. Yeah. They only need to, to, to them. The yeah. iron, The traditional iron medal. Anyway, that's... I wanted to begin. This is a recent complaint. I mean, imagine also being like, my feelings are hurt because like not enough high school students are raising awareness about mining. She's the Liz Warren of mining. It's mm. insane to see. Yeah. Except she's also very. Well, she's successful. actually one sixteenth iron ore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in uh, one one little bit of news before we go on, because uh, British listeners might think, hey. Uh, we, there's been a lot of stuff going on in Britain recently, like the yeah, announcement of the country, not interested, yeah. don't and care. And we to say, no, there hasn't. There has been the announcement of the Brit GPT policy paper by Labour long-termists mm, and their speeches on care. health. Don't but care. Also, the events in Wales, which Merritt talking about, which we're going to do. Do care, but like, the, we had to do the awe thing that was really yeah. cutting into our time <laughs> to talk about Britain. No. Somehow, when we were talking about Brit GPT, it activated Siri on my phone, and Siri has just come up and said, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay, Siri. Uh, but, it seems like uh, you live in Britain. I'm sorry. Yeah, so we'll be talking about that uh, in, probably next week uh, in more sort of more in the detail it deserves. But we also have found out about software developer and future immortal person Brian Johnson, the man who founded and sold Venmo, and his beloved son Blood Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, this this okay. Yeah. So uh, you know Johnson. how rich people want to live forever, and you know how they think that a good way to live forever is constant blood transfusions from like the youth. Well. He's doing that, but like out of his son, whom he calls affectionately his Blood Boy. Blood Boy Johnson is like a great, like, bluegrass name. Like, he should be sick at the banjo with a name like <laughs> Blood Boy Johnson. This is something that would like have the Harkonnens taking you aside and being like, this is bad optics, man. <laughs> That's, that, mm. They had like photo shoots done of them together with the like. The vial of fucking like sun blood, um, and I, I, I gotta be honest, I really don't care mm. for this sort of thing at all. Yeah, it's uh, it also the funny thing is, the funny thing is, he still looks forty eight. Like yeah, he looks, his, he looks like no difference. I'll this say, stuff I'll medically this. does not work. <laughs> is or even if it does on some internal set, like who can say? But probably no, but doesn't. It doesn't. It, it just but, doesn't. It fully but, doesn't. But. All he not looks like now is just like a jacked, shiny man. And so it's like, what an indictment of his blood boy. I'm so much shinier than you could ever be. I mean, he's, he's got clearly a, a malfunctioning blood boy. Bad blood mm. in the boy. Mm. We need it. We need a new boy. We need but a like, blood boy for the blood like boy. boy. That's how they get you. <laughs> Yeah. But like, that's your kid. You, you can't, I get billionaires doing the thing of like, you know, just paying anybody to be the sort of like Mad Max hood ornament, right? Like, I, I understand that on some level, but, like, that's your kid. You don't feel any compunction about making him your blood boy? He's happy I, to do it. He's a blood boy. Because well, usually, I mean, billionaires, 
will spend like one of the reasons that you know billionaires will continue to you know, I'd say degrade their fellow man, destroy the environment, mm. like all of the awful stuff they do is to enable their children to go study at like Central St. Martin's or whatever yeah. and yeah, yeah. you know exactly. create a new fashion Have line podcasts, out of uh, things of this nature. Yeah. yeah. That's why they do it. But he's like, no, I am not going to have you do like a one man show in Brooklyn. You are going to be my blood boy. You're going to follow me around and I'm taking your blood. <laughs> he, he went to like one too many degree shows over the course of his life and was like, no, none of that shit. You're going to be tethered to me by the Venus system. <laughs> So uh, that is, uh, is he, the other thing he did is he just, he created um, a company called Braintree, nothing to do with Essex. Right, okay. Uh, that is just like a, a payments firm and then sold Venmo to PayPal. Is, uh, oh. Oh, oh, for a second I thought he was going to like make him into his brain boy as well. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say this, that that sounds like what, like a like a modern version of like an old saying. Like that guy, he could sell Venmo to PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could. Can we, can we like, uh, this may be illegal to say, can we rescue this son? Like, <laughs> can we rescue the blood boy? Yeah. Uh, can we like break uh, him out? Because okay. I, Alice, I got bad news for you. As soon as you uh -huh. rescue that son, you're going to have to start taking the blood because he's like a dairy cow now. He's producing too mm. much. Ah. Uh. Yeah, he's used to the schedule, so you're gonna have to start punching a fucking straw through the top of him like he's a to have to milk it my fucking like, blood please, boy. I don't. Please, Alice, it hurts. <laughs> I've got so much blood. This is we a need nightmare. To get, we need a we need a medieval doctor here immediately. The, the first time this has ever been actually a problem. Get the leeches. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing like the plague doctor mask. Yeah, they've they've fucking sorry to bother you, this kid, into being a kind of blood cow now. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Alice, unfortunately, the most convenient way of getting the blood out of me is a, a, an army surgical kit that was only issued to snipers <laughs> in the Polish army between 1994 and 1996, but the chances oh, of you having that are, I presume, extremely low. Oh, uh, everything lines up to, well, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> All right, I, I want to do a couple other news hits before we go into Neom and then a new gentleman. Yeah, Rob um, de Sanctimonious? No, Rob. Now Rob de Sanctimonious. Rob de Sanctimonious. Yeah. That's not Rob even his name. Rob de Sanctimonious himself. Yeah, there's very little of the original name left in there. Yeah, they yeah. just um, renamed this man. <laughs> so the the thing I want to talk is I, I like to talk about things in American politics that happen if they relate to things that we are interested in. And in this case... Uh, Rob DeSanctimonious uh, has decided to launch his campaign for president in the world's most, um, I'd say, dysfunctional Twitter space on what is essentially uh, on, on Twitter with Elon and then yeah, release was, a release a campaign so video that has more Elon in it than him. Like, who is that for? He's running for Elon's only friend, which is so pathetic. It's like... It's like hysterical, but also watch the video. I, I genuinely think they're going to delete it at some point when they get bullied enough because it's so weird. It's like a looping 30 second announcement of Ron DeSantis's voice, which is, by the way, like he has gay voice more than Trump does somehow in a sort of like less charismatic way. He's like the easiest to bully voice haver of the campaign so far, and he just talks for like 30 seconds about how we're going to make America not 
woke again. Doesn't criticize Trump at all. It, it loops over footage of Elon Musk, and then presumably at some point Donald Trump saw this, and his brain, man, I it's, the it's the convolutions of this I cannot follow. But Donald Trump saw this video and went, "I will reunify Korea." Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Which yeah. is the perfect answer. <laughs> well, that's just like, you know, it's, I mean, uh, Rob DeSanctimonious, I'll get onto Twitter stuff in a second, uh, is that he's squaring the ideological circle for a people who wanted, you know, like, who thought that there was like right wing, you know, like right wing yeah, redistributive, like economics it's, out there, it's, whatever. It's like Tucker but, Carlson's but, shit, but Tucker Carlson's out. It's like Blake Masters shit. And we remember what yeah. happened to him. But. Uh, they, they, he forgets that most of the electorate considers his opponents a living god. The thing I want to talk about, yeah. though, is that his campaign, his camp, his press secretary, because obviously this was on Twitter and fucked up horribly because no one works there anymore. Um, the press secretary for DeSantis, one, <laughs> sorry, excuse me, one Brian Griffin. Said, yes, yes, <laughs> like the dog. Yeah, that's Brian Griffin. Brian no, no, Griffin, not not like the dog. He is the dog yeah. from Family Guy. Brian the Griffin, from family, dog guy. from family Guy. Yeah. Brian Griffin, the mm. urbane dog from Family Guy, said, like, "This is a dog's was, breakfast." He's staring at his <laughs> breakfast. Usually, the time I oversaw Eduardo Santos's campaign launch. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good Thank Brian Griffin. There was so much enthusiasm. Hey, shut up, Brian. <laughs> there was so much. <laughs> there okay. was... Turn off Riley and Alice's mics. <laughs> yeah. You've really, you've really made a mess of this campaign launch for Ron DeSantis. I'm working for Donald Trump. <laughs> We're going to blow you out of the water. You know what that means? It's time for a song and dance number. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and my name is Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking sweet. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. like two more hours Peter, of this. Have you been working on Ron DeSanctimonious' campaign law? <laughs> Wait, so Lois yeah. is a mega person. I don't know, Lois. <laughs> I don't know. Or, or she's pro Ron and she's annoyed that Peter has fucked it up. Yeah, but she's called him Rob. She's pro Ron and calling him Ron DeSanctimonious. <laughs> it's just stuck. It's I'm, just stuck. I'm voting for Trump. <laughs> well, I'm trying to nail Joe. Yeah. I'm voting for Trump because uh, I watched the Twitter space with Ron DeSantis. It was it was messed up. Nobody could speak. It didn't work. It was messed up. You're right. Yeah. Because uh, I don't. Know, I guess like what the, Lois's dad fired everyone from Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't like so, that doing accents is now a core competency on this podcast, and I'm gonna have to like mm. sort of do a, like a breakout capability to learn how to fucking do it now. Mm. You've got you to send to put, Alice to Goliath. You have to put more yeah. points in, into accents. So, I don't know that that teaches anything. <laughs> so, Brian Griffin, press secretary for DeSantis, said on Twitter oh, yeah, after the event. We started talking about a man's name. <laughs> there was. There Great was, job, Brian. There was so much enthusiasm <laughs> hey, for Governor DeSantis' hey, vision for launch, our great American guy? country. What about the big launch? What about the launch? What about the good launch? Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> Sorry. How's the launch? Okay. Hey. Did it go well? Okay. <laughs> Having fun at the big launch? Can I please say what Brian Griffin said? <laughs> I hope it's a wolf. <laughs> there was so much enthusiasm for Governor DeSantis' vision for a great American comeback that he literally busted up the internet. Uh, okay. Yes. He got the internet mad pregnant. 
Awesome. Congratulations to Ron DeSantis for busting on the internet. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like anyway I'll, I'll the be there. I'm sure it'll go great. I hope this candy flows. Um, <laughs> that Washington is next. One million dollars raised online in one hour and counting. I Washington is next sounds very threatening. You know why it was so important for him to raise so much money is because he fucked up the filings for his uh, his PAC. Uh, like, you know, friends of Ron DeSantis or whatever, didn't register it for the, like, tighter reporting requirements for a presidential campaign. So now, he has, like, $36 million that's just stuck doing nothing. And they've had to try and rebrand this, like, uh, anti-woke stuff to try and circumvent mm. campaign finance uh, laws. Friends of so Ron cool. DeSantis is an old-timey euphemism for asexual people. <laughs> that's right. All right, all right. That's you enough know, news. he's a friend of Ron DeSantis. <laughs> that's enough news. That's enough news. I want to talk about Neom. Uh, because Neom has well, a I've new concept that they have debuted at the Venice Biennale. Uh, <laughs> this is their press release. <laughs> Doing a big launch of Neom. <laughs> More than 20 of the world's leading architects, designers, and future thinkers... <laughs> Oh, they've got Marinetti. <laughs> yeah, they they hope to think at some point. Yeah. A future thinker is like, yeah, a fetus or baby to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a led, a boy, major, led a major opening oh. event for Neom's first international exhibition in Venice. The exhibition marks the launch of the new concept of zero-gravity urbanism and the design Why principles behind the line. Why are you launching a concept? Like, well, I don't know. <sighs> what are you- what it- okay, zero-gravity urbanism. What the fuck is that? I'm so glad you asked, Alice. Thank you. Zero-gravity urbanism is a linear and three-dimensional, so both, concept that provides an innovative alternative to our current urban model. Uh Created to address key challenges, including a growing demand for urban land, rising social and economic inequalities, and climate change, it is a model for developing cities with a radical approach to nature, conservation, livability, and human progress. How this is accomplished, it's not clear. Yeah, I was going to say, what is the approach? That's it. It's you do it, but good, and in a line. Cool. Yeah. Why is okay, it zero well, gravity? Uh, unclear. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's, it's, it's like grasping at air. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it's, it's, if you're going to grasp at Neom, you're really going to struggle to grasp it more than air. Yeah, uh, well, it's actually going to be harder to grasp than anything, because it's all just found, like, it's, the, the most you can grab is a hole that's been dug by... The most abused labor force in the world. So, set in... Um, and we've his, heard about the Blood Boy. Set in the historic Abbazia di San Gregorio, one of Venice's oldest buildings. I get, I get the idea also of being like, hey, we're going to go with this other doomed city as well. Uh, the exhibition's focal point is... This in, one is doomed by water. Ours will be doomed by drought and poor planning. A hubris. Yeah, that's right. Um, both monuments to man's hubris. Hubris is the opposite of water in a way. Uh, well, oh. Like reading the Ozymandias poem and being like, great, I'm going to build that. Uh, <laughs> I nine- mean, Ozzy, Ozzy literally did that. Like, yeah. it's fun. Oh, there yeah. There's no jokes left we can make. There's just, this is nothing. It's just void. It's them, go- be- like, guy who's about to build his house on sand, looking at guy who built his house on water and going like, that chump. <laughs> uh, it says a 9 by 13 meter relief plan of Neom is set in the central courtyard, reflecting the lines, minimal and harmonious interaction with its natural environment. Venice's minimal and harmonious interaction with its natural environment is that it is currently sinking. Yeah, yes. into it. it. It is becoming yeah. part of its own lagoon. It's a biodegradable city. It's <laughs> yeah. like the yeah. paper bag of cities. Uh, and, and so one of the 
some of the uh, people working on this include the, so the exhibition. Excuse me, was curated by. This ahead, is a beautiful, beautiful paragraph, right? Because first of all, it's tremendously funny to read in and of itself. Second of all, you can play one of my favorite games, Architecture Studio or European DJ. So I'm going to now read this paragraph, and I would like you to tell me what you think is the European DJs. Uh, it was curated by Ramon Part. And That's produced a DJ. It, and produced in a UK studio, Squint Slash Opera, and uh -huh. Italian studio, We Exhibit. The I've exhibition heard you listen to all of these. <laughs> <laughs> the exhibition lists architecture studios, AJ Associates, BIG, Co-op, very well known. Co-op Himmelblau, but the L is in parentheses. Okay. Th that that is a musician. That is not mm -hmm. an architecture studio. That th uh, they make sort of like complex, challenging beats that alienate <laughs> you from your daily way of life. Uh Klankunstler, Delugan Macy Associated Architects. Excuse me about the Klankunstler? <laughs> yeah. We are offending uh, the automatons now. <laughs> <laughs> uh Studio Fuxass. <laughs> Does it actually say that? F U K S A S. How do you want me to pronounce it? Oh my god, it? it's real. Yeah, studio fucks ass. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Lava. The studio all... founded by the IRA. <laughs> Lava. Uh, Luca Dini Design and Architecture. Morphosis. <laughs> now, now that's that's like a, a drum and bass DJ, Morphosis. Mm -hmm. yeah. But he's from like Kettering. Enrico San Giuliano. Mm. Oliver Wu Collaborative. Pay Cobb Freed and Partners, Rene Wise, Chap, uh, all the capital letters, Gender Mr. B the Gentleman Rhyme as Architecture Studio, <laughs> <laughs> and Unstudio as contributors. Now, I did put in several DJs into that list. It I was cannot tell Clown, which of them Clown they were. Clown Clown Kunstler is Clown one of them, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Okay. What do you think the other ones are? Fucking Co-op Himmelblau. That's not nope. an architect. What? Nope, that's an architect. I'm afraid. <laughs> God damn it, uh, Tom. What do you? Who do you think the DJs were in that list? Oh, it's Studio Foxass, surely. Nope, that's an architecture studio. The Foxass Company is the building maker. <laughs> yeah, we invented the fucking machine. It was an architectural <laughs> concept project. Uh, no, oh another one. Enrico San Giuliano. That's a DJ. Mm. It okay. could sound a little bit too normal to be an architecture. It, it, firm. Wait, 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 wait. Is Morphosis a DJ or a fucking architecture firm? Architecture firm. Oh, uh-huh. I'm afraid. Rene Wise, another DJ. Yeah, another DJ. It's not fair to for an architecture firm to ruin the eventual SEO of someone who's going to make some of the most seven out of ten electronic music to ever exist. <laughs> wait, wait. C H A P. I assume there's like uh full stops in between each lesser. Uh, That's what do you think? Fuck you! It, it, it's an architecture Coming studio. Coming hard from anal penetration. Yeah, that's right, Alice. It's an architecture <laughs> studio. Architects LLP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <you> <laughs> oh, you really, uh, it's really zigging there. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so uh, and why, have we all taken a look at the models at this thing that a hundred of the world's greatest architects and designers all came together to present? Mm -hmm. No, I've not. They, <clears throat> I mean, like all architecture now is just sort of like this weird renderite thing. But, like, even by those standards, some weird shit here. Because, because it's just nothing, and they know it's nothing. <laughs> oh, okay, it's just like this Oh, yeah, fuck. So what it looks like a server bank. What they have done is they have created a number of models, and it's unclear as, will is this what the line will look like? Is this different sections of the line? 
but right. that look as though they were made like by cutting some egg cartons apart and stacking them back up together. Like this is the best you could fucking do with infinite petrodollars. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? If if you if you yeah. read a sentence like as I just have, fucks ass introduces a series of organic forms transforming the line into a hyperconnected permeable city that could still be edm like what's a, what's a non permeable city organic forms into welcome holes <laughs> yeah like if you like a city that that has like no permeable surfaces like it a city that in. you can't enter or leave yeah that's right yeah no one in I guess in that way, Neom is an impermeable city in the sense that it will never exist. It's well, purely conceptual. So one of the uh, architects for Peter Cook, who's working on it, uh, when he was he was giving a no talk relation. at this particular uh, event, and he said uh, he said a number of quite sensible things that sort of show him to be a deeply sort of evil man. And then one quite awful thing that shows him to be a deeply evil man. <laughs> he opened yeah, he by did saying, Brian Griffin impression. I'm being paid a huge amount of money to be here. <laughs> of course, this product is utter nonsense. That's essentially what he says. He says, yeah. I'm going to speak honestly now, as long as you don't cut me off. I think that this 500 meter height is stupid and unreasonable, and every engineer will tell you this. Cool. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. However, uh -huh. I'm. Well, he said. You may you say ah that means you don't believe in the line which is that's what I would say I would say yes, that yeah, yeah sure he says well I believe in the something <laughs> right I believe like, it absolutely like uh well you've got money so there's there's gonna be a there's we'll do something there yeah, um, listen like a, the the backpedal of a man who swiftly remembered that he has bones he doesn't want to get sword. <laughs> Nah. He says, I believe in something. People generally do want to get sword. As a, as a man who's <laughs> never wanted to be compressed into a suitcase, I would like to add. <laughs> he says, I believe it's interesting and it'll get more interesting as it becomes more incorrect because you're left with this paper trail, a concrete trail. Um, well, that no, those are two different things. You just said so, paper trail and then said a concrete trail, says, but it, it can't be both. He says, I think it's an amazing absurdity, and I love absurdity. Here we are in probably the most idiosyncratic city in the world, Venice, which is also absurd. Maybe that's the future of the line. It could become a great touristic success. Oh, uh, he however, called it absurd. It, He's going to end up, like, moonwalking out of a consulate. I... It says, however, <sighs> it's no more absurd than Venice, the city we're in, in the middle of a pond, with ground that subsides, and so on. Yeah. Absurdity, no, and, no, it is And guess what's going to happen to Venice? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I, I don't know much about Venice, but surely they weren't, like, people being like, hey, this is a terrible idea. Uh, yeah, because like, Venice, it would be like, well, it was basically they were people who lived. Like, the legendary story is that they were driven out of Ravenna, and it was the um, the aristocrats and the common people all formed the sort of more sort of equal citizenry of a republic in the lagoons. Right. The more realistic story is just that they were fishermen, and they started kept on building up their island because they were in crucial trade route between Europe and Asia. I would um, love to form the more equal citizenry of a republic within the lagoons. <laughs> I hate being driven out of Ravenna, though, so it's hard to say. Yeah, get driven to a different biome. <laughs> that's the legendary today with all the different mobs and ingredients. Oh yeah, that's all of the vo when you when you first come to the lagoon, most of the mobs are question mark level, so you gotta you gotta level up. I, I loved it when that guy said, "As a big fan of Assassin's Creed 2, it's great to be here." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's it did makes like 
Venice made sense for quite a long time and just hasn't really been maintained very well. Yeah, and is now and getting like ships swept are, underwater yeah. by cruise ships. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Venice made sense when it was when it was sort of grew and when that city formed. It had a reason to be there. Yeah, getting kicked uh, out of Ravenna for having bad yeah. vibes. Uh and you know, but also, you know, the um you know, Cook basically says is now saying <laughs> can, can I get back into Ravenna with this wristband? <laughs> <laughs> Cook has now been saying that his remarks have been taken yeah, out of I've been context. Queuing up for Ravenna all night, and then I got there, and they were like, "Not tonight." Leidenicht. <laughs> uh, Cook said that his remarks have been taken out of context, suggesting he did not want to be bone sawed. Adding, <laughs> "We were sketching possibilities on the height of the line in Venice, and the discussion was informal, exploring the different height variables of the line." After the hidden marina, which was at the base of the line, is built, I may eat my hat and say that 500 meters is even more fun. Again, he said with a little he, trickle he, of he blood further, coming yeah. out of his nose. With yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Red please, I have forehead. a family. Like, uh, Upon hearing about one Matthew Goodwin, he was like, when I said I would eat my hat, those remarks were actually taken out of context. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Responding to Peter to Cook's comments, a Neom spokesperson t- person told the Architectural Journal, quote, zero gravity urbanism is a revolutionary and perhaps unimaginable, particularly when seen through the lens of the past in light of existing failed urban models. As a large language model, yeah. I... <laughs> well, also, and, and apparently, I've only sort of seen this reported on Twitter, he was sort of joking around that, um, oh, and, and you can't wait for shanty towns to form at the base of the line, presumably either as... Uh, workers are treated very poorly, or if it works somehow and is a success, that he'll gener- he'll be involved in building the space station from Elysium. I so, don't really uh, find any of those things that funny. I kind of think maybe this dude should get bone sword now. Uh, no, legally, we do not think that. <laughs> Fine, I think it would be funny if this dude got bone sword now. <laughs> uh, well, we cannot endorse the bone sawing of anyone. Uh, it, it does seem as though this guy I think it would be funny sucks. if this dude got expelled from Ravenna and was forced to make a new society in the lagoon. Oh, that's yeah. too fucking far. Yeah. Out of Ravenna with you. We need to bring back banishing people to the lagoon. <laughs> they weren't banished to the lagoon. It's a legendary foundation story. Hey, buddy. How's, the, uh, how's, how's, uh, how's being part of Ravenna going? Not been... <laughs> Not been banished to the lagoon. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd hate it if I'd got banished to the lagoon. They weren't specifically banished anyway, to the lagoon. Anyway, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's going great. Hey, I'm buddy. sure it's going really well. I'm sure you're not going to be in the lagoon. Got your big wigs. Got your own big wet city over there. Hmm? Ooh, above water is it? Ooh. Ah. The lag- I mean, look, mm. it was a good place to have a city. Gotcha. There gotcha. are salt pans over there in the lagoon. Great place to have a city. Mm. Mm. You understand? Almost as good as uh, Ravenna. <laughs> Uh, why'd you uh, fuck me? Why'd you leave Ravenna? <laughs> were you um? It was the gods. Hearing, hearing a lot of rumors that you were uh, banished to the lagoon. <laughs> hearing a lot of rumors that you've been banished to the lagoon. <laughs> There's a sentence I never thought I'd say today. I've been hearing a lot of rumors that you got banished to the lagoon. <laughs> So beautiful, my love. Crank, just cranky because you got banished to the lagoon, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> somebody's Peter, been really Peter, affected by their Peter, you've been banished to the lagoon. <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah, Lois, I'm going to the lagoon on my own free will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Keenan. Hey, Scott, he got banished to the lagoon. <laughs> 
Oh my god. I can't go there. The wheelchair sinks into the mud. Oh, Marge, you always wanted to go visit the lagoon, right? <laughs> Homie. Homie, you can't visit uh, the lagoon. Have we been banished from Ravenna? Are they? Homie, are they sending us to the lagoon? You promised me your new business wouldn't get us banished from Ravenna. Ugh, the ratings in the lagoon. <laughs> That's mm. supposed to be crusty, I guess. I've run out of character. <laughs> okay, all right. Look, we're going to have to get Patrick Wyman on to set us straight about the foundation of Venice. You know, heard you're going to the fucking lagoon. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that Patrick Wyman? <laughs> no. <laughs> when Patrick Wyman was in Green Street, yeah. You're listening to Tides of History and we've been banished to the fucking lagoon. <laughs> All right. Like we're, like we're Phoenicians. It would have been Phoenicians. It would have been, Ro- been Roman citizens who in the 600s Lost their city to goths. <laughs> yeah, everyone was wearing oh, those big platform yeah. shoes. Is there a way we can That's... crowdfund one of Patrick Wyman's podcasts being read, uh, his his script or perhaps a transcript of it, just being read by a much stupider person? Yeah, yeah, we've been banished from Camden Town. Yeah, by the goths. It's full of goths now. Um, I've, I've had to, I've had to go to Mornington Crescent. What, what Start is a new Camden civilization on a more equitable footing? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, can't can't go down the lock anymore. No, it, yeah, it's goths. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like what we said. Yeah, 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 yeah. The piercing shops. Yeah, yeah, full of goths. Yeah, no, selling t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, those are the ones. Yeah, no. no I mean, yeah, yeah. Mornit, Mornit and Crescent, St Pancras Road area. Yeah, yeah, that's where we. Yeah, more equitable society. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, see you later. <laughs> 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 Sarah, sorry, I'm looking for the lagoon. I've got a, I've got a delivery of uh, bricks for a new city. Orders came down from above, mate, and now I've got to be banished there. So I'm looking to find the lagoon. Quick, smart. I'm looking for, look, the, the directions are terrible. Are you seeing any geezers around here trying to build a new and more equitable society? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, recently, uh, recently expelled from Ravenna. They all got that Ravenna stink on him. But, and this is key, they'll be in the lagoon. No, mate, that's that's never going to stand up in a lagoon, mate. Yeah, we'll send up to all the cruise ships. Mort- mortar won't set. Yeah. <laughs> right, you've heard of a trireme. You've heard of a trireme, right? Now imagine a much bigger ship. It will sink the city. Multiple reams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, tri- bigger by than that. D, all the reams. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try Ream. It was a ship full of uh, full of blokes rowing, whereas cruise ship is a ship full of couples rowing. Am I right? <laughs> Get in the fucking lagoon. Jesus Jimmy, Christ. have you got us banished from Ravenna? <laughs> why, why is this cruise ship taking us to Venice? I told you, I don't want to start a more equitable society. I want to live in Ravenna. <laughs> where I can get me hair done by Kim <laughs> and where all my mates live <laughs> are we are we done I think we might be done yeah okay. maybe now is maybe. Lagoon where Cleveland moved to to start the Cleveland show no do, do, do not set this up again <laughs> we need to move on <laughs> we have to escape right. its gravitational pull right, right. so I, I want to start the final look we'll leave Neon back in the past where it belongs 
most likely, again, I reiterate my position that what's likely mm. going to be built with Neom is like kind of like a, a more show. equitable society. <laughs> yeah. no, no, much the opposite, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's being built in a very dry place. Also, yeah, yeah. Not very arid. This is, this is so the opposite mm. of a lagoon. Yeah, mm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so lagoon, you get wet, and you get wet together, and that but makes you build a more be, equitable society. And it can't be damaged by cruise ships. In a way, it's genius. I'm starting to get on board. All right, so it protected a city from its one predator. <laughs> yeah, goths. <laughs> goths on a black cruise ship, <laughs> hoisting the fucking black sail. The most difficult thing about immigration to this place is finding people to get banished here. A huge sail that just says My Chemical Romance on it. <laughs> and the population of Venice are like, oh no. <laughs> well, what are you going to do if you get fucking banished out of Venice? You're going to have to find a different lagoon. It doesn't yeah. bear thinking yeah. about. You have to build a mm. still more equitable society. <laughs> wandering the lagoons of the earth trying to build full communism. Yeah, we were trying to find another lagoon. Yeah, we, uh, we sailed all the way to Curacao. It was a misunderstanding to do with a drink. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no lagoon. It's just a Dutch island. <laughs> got All right. off land, went lagoon, got kicked off a lagoon, <laughs> went puddle, <laughs> got kicked out puddle. Yeah, someone, someone drank it to prove they were ours. <laughs> All right. I thought, excuse me, some of us live in this puddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got banished from a lagoon, actually. Well, no, we were only we were only living in the lagoon because we got banished from Ravenna. Look, it's a bit of a touchy subject. I don't mean, I don't mean tell you my life story. I don't mean to tell you my life story. Don't mention it around my wife. She's very she's very touchy about the whole getting kicked out of Ravenna thing. I told her Ravenna's not even that good. What your sister? You hate your sister. You do nothing but complain about it's your sister. It's not even that equitable. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to emphasize, I'm talking about the foundation myth of Venice. <laughs> yeah, I told her it's just a foundation myth in Carney Ice. <laughs> you know them. You know birds. <sighs> yeah, you know what they're like. Mm. If only she's a wading bird, she'd have complained less about the fucking lagoon. (laughs) (laughs) She's more like a pigeon. (laughs) So I would very much like to move on to our final segment. I mean, yeah, you can you can try. Let's let's see how it goes. And wait, are you moving from? One thing to another thing? How equitable is this getting? <laughs> My goodness, yeah, yeah. it seems Riley is planning a forced move from... <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. It is, is, it a, is it aquatic in any way, this new segment? <laughs> um, it, it involves an island. Oh, okay. As you may know, we are in many ways a kind of affiliate marketing program for the Financial Times. And we are talking yeah. about this story at the urging of one of its authors from uh, FT Alphaville. Mm. And... We've spoken on this show before. Much tougher and sexier than those hacks at FT Betaville. (laughs) We've spoken before on the show about the comings and goings of Credit Suisse, especially as it related to Lex Greensill and one Mm. Australian man who made his empire possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You you turn over that rock of Credit Suisse, there's guys. There's guys under there. It is 
so replete with guys. We have mm. found so many interesting guys through looking at Credit Suisse. And if you remember as well, Credit Suisse went out of business for being too cool. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then had to have its um, basically had to get like an orderly bank failure so it could be bought by UBS and depositors wouldn't be out and so on and so on. Yeah. Lex um, Greensill got banished. Um, like he's up aware. in the fens now. No, he's 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 in the fens, which like is is a wetter, yeah. more equitable climate, but sort of not <laughs> quite like lagoonious, you know. That's right. Now, the only thing you have to understand about this, right, is that in the wrapping up, in the rolling up of Credit Suisse, some of the like debt instruments were zeroed by the Swiss regulator so that UBS could buy it. It's controversial that those were zeroed, and the zeroing of them was challenged. That is all you need to know about finance to understand this next segment. Okay. Right? Is that I these probably decrees, still will not understand it. Is that the, so these decrees, right, but from fin, uh, FINMA, the, the Swiss uh, financial regulator. We still can't get over that it's called FINMA, yeah. Fin, FINMA balls, thank you. You heard about FINMA? <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Uh, basically published these decrees saying, look, it, we need to zero the, we need to basically take the value of these like financial instruments to zero. Um, the first decree was, uh, was scooped by the Financial Times and published. The second of two decrees was published, and I'm quoting here from Alphaville, uh, in full online last week by an outlet called Antigua News, a local Antigua news outlet. Okay. The Financial Times separately attained a copy of the decree and verified its authenticity with several people with direct knowledge of the situation. I'm sick of this fucking trash future thing where they're all friends with the guys from the Antigua News, and it's like <clears> this <throat> back and forth, very incestuous, you know? Yeah, Antigua News, or as it's also known, FT Sigmaville. <laughs> so, uh, the barely two-year-old website primarily traffics in the comings and goings on the Caribbean island nation of Antigua and Barbuda, with recent stories chronicling, for example... A hmm. robbery at a local takeaway joint called Roti King and the suspension of a high-profile criminal trial due to a mold infestation in the courtroom. So I guess the so, British so, still so own it's, that It's building. like, yeah, 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 like yeah. Island News and then incidentally breaking like a sort of a major financial story before the FT is. <laughs> Correct, yes. Yeah. It's not just Antigua, it's also Barbuda. It's, Never it's, it's, apparently, Island Time sometimes is five minutes ahead of the world's financial press. No, I'm, I'm I'm sick of the Antigua news. I, you know, it's too Antigua centric. As a Barbuda resident, I feel like not enough is being said about Barbuda. We're hearing about Switzerland. Where's the Barbuda news? Sort of Antiguan irony podcast. That's like we went to Switzerland before we went to Barbuda. <laughs> so even by the standards. Of a local news startup, Antigua News's Twitter presence is minimal, with only 15 followers. Huh. I'm more now, I yeah. imagine. Oh, yeah. Many more. And three of those people live on Barbuda, and they're very poorly served. Alphaville <laughs> <laughs> set out to find out how this little-known website got hold of the Swiss smoking gun and scooped the world's financial press. The answer led us to a pizza-loving lawyer and ambassador whose notable past clients include Vladimir Putin's son-in-law. Okay. I would All like, right. A guy has been detected. I would like to introduce to you three in the wider listening public the right honorable Dario Item. Item. <laughs> item. What, he he invented the thing. Yeah, L Luigi inventory. Yeah. Or rather, his great great grandfather invented the thing. He just inherited the well. That's like what uh, people no are named in game code family. when you. You finally crack it open and you see that the character you've been loving the or you know fucking <laughs> hating all this time is just named like fucking placeholder five. Yeah, Dario <laughs> yeah. Item. Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or, so this uh, is an unexpected item though. 
<laughs> he, it is an unexpected item. Mm. Uh, to, the uh, the article does uh, make the headline joke unexpected item in bag holding area because you know it's holding uh, the bag. It's a bit of a reach un- for me. Unexpected item in Barbudan area. Uh-huh. File <laughs> names such as fin- Fitma One dot PDF dot JPEG suggest not only the slight sloppiness arising. Fitma One dot PDF dot JPEG in your ass. <laughs> Uh, an eagerness to get content online, but the poster had a digital version of the document itself, which means he must have been given it. As we love, they, they of- really FT Alphaville really took this personally, huh? They really went like, "Who the fuck is Antigua News? Uh, we're gonna do some like digital forensics. We're gonna find this fucking guy." So we happened upon the rather forthcoming man behind this scoop, Dario Item, while cold calling phone numbers connected to Antigua News. Oh. Yeah, they they, they okay. called like Antigua, like whatever Antigua and Barbuda's country code is, and then one, and this guy picked up like immediately. <laughs> yeah, so it was more successful than our earlier exchange with a bemused advertising sales representative at Antigua News who had not heard of Credit Suisse but promised to pass on our inquiry all the same. This is my article. I wrote the article in Antigua News, item Seb. I'm also the owner of Antigua News. I'm also a Swiss lawyer. I'm defending some investors, and for this <laughs> oh, reason I have the information. I mean, th- this seems like all great information to volunteer completely unprompted to the yeah. journalists. To a cold call. Yeah, it could be anyone. Just like, uh, hello, here's what my entire deal is. But y- y- he's a Swiss lawyer, you said? Yeah, he's a Swiss lawyer who loves talking on the phone about anything at great length oh, to amazing. journalists. Has he been given like so- a sodium penthol or whatever it is, just like at like high doses? Did they call him in the middle of like a rave and he's in the smoking yeah, like, yeah, anyway. I actually I think, think we're really though. vibing. You and I should start a podcast together. Yeah, nothing about Barbuda. Fuck those guys. <laughs> he just got out of a really good therapy session where he was like told to work on like openness and radical transparency. The next phone call he gets is from the Financial Times, and he's like, all right, I'm going to lay it all out there. Here's what my deal is. So, additionally, Item is the Antiguan ambassador to Spain, Monaco, and Liechtenstein, as well as the United Nations World Tourism Organization. Yeah, the classic combination of Spain, Monaco, and Liechtenstein. The big no three. Wonder, no wonder they got him on the phone so easily. Like, he has phone numbers like 1 through 20. They all go to him. He is like every different embassy. He's picking all of these up. So his embassy also owns and operates Antigua News, and he's also a lawyer based in Lugano, Switzerland, representing investors in these bonds that got zeroed out. I mean, um, it's a busy yeah. work week, you have to imagine, apart from anything else. Like, uh, you gotta commute back and forth between Monaco, Liechtenstein, and Spain, you said? And, and Antigua as well. And Antigua. Antigua and, yeah. and Switzerland. Yeah, and Lugano. also run a... Apparently, he a weirdly invested in blog in terms uh-huh. of time and effort. Yeah, because like he is breaking local stories, like about the robbery at the Roti King, as well mm. as uh, publishing documents uh, that he is given through his diplomatic connections. Presumably, sadly, and- taking off diplomatic hat, put, uh, but happily putting on like press fedora. You know, mm. <laughs> yeah, this is around and seeing the document you've just laid down on the table and doing the like standing over a treat fingers. what stunning scoop has mr journalist uncovered now well uh the (laughs) next paragraph sort of talks about this tom says Uh in possession of both the decrees from finma 
and Antigua News, which he called the official channel of the Embassy of Antigua and Barbuda in Madrid. Dario Item decided to cut out the middleman, supplying the documents to himself, posting them alongside... (laughs) An explanation oh. of their significance on the news website he controls via his diplomatic posts. He's got diplomatic community. I don't know. He just, you know what? He talked him out of me. He's yeah. just so charming. And you know what? He also is a great conversationalist and a handsome man as well. He's just standing I mean, in front these, of the mirror. These two. Until he hands yeah. over the document. They have a beautiful relationship. They're a real item, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. No. He, so, he is like a Lionel Hutz character. Well, I can't, I'm afraid I handed that document over to myself and I'm now bound not to reveal my source. Oh, he does cite attorney-client privilege quite a bit. Because <laughs> he's his own lawyer, so you can't make him say he's, anything he's, that he knows. He's just stacking up reasons why you cannot arrest this guy. He's got attorney-client yeah. privilege. He's got diplomatic immunity. He's got yeah. diplomatic immunity again. He's got diplomatic yeah. immunity for a third separate time. Yeah, when you phone him up and start asking him questions, he's actually legally marrying you, so you can't be <laughs> testifying against each other in court. So, uh, a one minute, 31 second clip titled Dario Item is one of the three videos on the YouTube channel Dario Item. The other two are also called Dario Item and Dario Item. I'm trying to get oh, that how Dario we Item. on the YouTube zone? Uh, and so I, I've watched these videos. It's just like a video of him being invested as the ambassador to Spain by the king of Spain. And mm. then, but then the the captions are sort of insane. Wait, surely if you're the ambassador of Antigua to Spain, you have to be invested by the government of Antigua, not no, by he, the government. Like of Spain. he accepts he was the ambassador. Oh right, okay. It would be funny if Spain were like, no, nah, no, nah, we don't like this guy. We'll have another guy. <laughs> we'll so, have that guy. Do you know Dario Item? We want him. <laughs> Just going to like and start like you're gonna love this guy. Check him out. He's had great reviews in Spain, where he also is still working. So he's introducing Dario Item. But like he's the inventor of stuff. You love stuff. Yeah, but but Antigua and Barbuda is a real country. It's not like sort of like it's, it's fucking realer than Liechtenstein. You know, it, it's yeah. not like how did he get this job or all of these jobs? Who is he, this guy? He has well, he has uh, he 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 got the user, he got the website DarioItem.com. Okay, <laughs> he has you know, he has several personal websites. Uh, so I'll, I'll continue. DarioItem.kz. There are a, but a couple examples. These are but a couple examples of items sprawling web presence, which alongside Antigua News includes a personal website, another personal website, another personal website, a personal press website, another personal press website, a medium profile. Um, he also promotes Antigua and Barbuda's blockchain regulation, mourns the death of Queen Elizabeth II in the Scottish local press, and then writing about money laundering in Switzerland, and also continuing to come up in relation to Antigua's nomad digital residence program, which allows foreigners to live and work remotely from Antigua and Barbuda for up to two years. I, he's just into stuff. He's just doing things. He's doing like muscle confusion on the world economy. That's incredible. Well, this is like one of these exa- like this is what reminds me a little bit of Raffaello Folieri, right? Not that I'm saying he's similar to Raffaello Folieri in terms of what he does, but just like the fact that you cannot somehow stop him from just doing kind of everything. You know, it's like like Raffaello Folieri right now is involved in the purchase and sale of the of Roma Football Club to I think the Saudis. I don't know what? how or why they involved him. But what? he is what the hell kind of fixer is this guy that he's like three-time, like, thrice ambassador, lawyer, sort of general factotum. He's on Instagram. He's on Instagram and all of his photos are, like, from the beach. He has (laughs) 800,000 followers on Instagram, and it's unclear why 
but there is it's almost all beach. He's got like a he's got like a Roman political career, you know, yeah. three times ambassador. You know, he's a he's like a savant global traveler. He's involved in so many different things. He he's kind of like a Crassus figure. I have found an incredible, incredible photo of this man. I have found a photo of him wearing a, a, a terry cloth, multi-striped suit, flanked by two like large, bald men, which I'm going to put in the trash future uh, sort of group chat here. I mean, yeah, this guy. Say, I mean, obviously, yeah, hectic work life. Hectic work life. But fuck, this looks like a nice life. Oh my god, that's oh, wow. Huge. Yeah, he looks Wow, what a look. It's very stripy that. It's it's yeah, remarkable, it's... isn't it? Mm-hmm. Why does it, it the two the two men either side look like they're like a before and after for like a hair loss clinic or something? Yeah, they both look everyone in this photo looks awesome and I'm sure they're having a great time. Uh, I don't know mm. who they are. It, but... it, the, what what Dario Item is wearing looks kind of like a boat club blazer. It's like it's like that really it's that kind of stripe that you wouldn't get on something that's like just mm. a fashion item. It would have yeah, to be like a like club. But he's wearing it weird. with pants that match somehow. Yeah. So I, I wanna carry on. I want him just holding a woman in the sea. <laughs> but yeah, she's definitely. like lying down and he's stood up, so it's quite odd. Uh so uh, I I wanna carry on. Uh which is fifteen have, likes. Yeah. yeah Eight hundred thousand followers, fifteen I, likes. I, I wonder if any it's of them possible. You think maybe he might have bought a couple of them? Maybe just one or two. One or Reinvesting like Roma football clubs, Saudi money into Instagram followers is a very funny idea. Yeah. Uh, that was Rafael Folieri, uh, who, who's involved in uh, Roma okay, football clubs. Fine, say. whatever. I don't yeah. care. I, I'm sure Dario Adams yeah. involved in some way. Rafael Folieri, the inventor of the little chocolates with coconut on the outside. <laughs> That's right. So there's also a Russia connection. Uh-huh. Uh, in 2020, the organized crime and and corruption reporting project named it item in connection with a network of offshore companies owned by He's a named item Kirill Shamilov, Russian President Putin's former son-in-law, uh, naming item as the quote main custodian of Shamilov's offshore secrets. Item responded to this claim by calling it really ridiculous and said every lawyer is a custodian of secrets. A, a perfect blurb quote for the airport novel. But my favorite thing there is ex-son-in-law because I, I understand. I understood intellectually after a second that, like, oh, it's, you know, the, the couple get divorced. But for a second, I imagined Putin firing this guy as his son-in-law. And I was very <laughs> taken by that idea. <laughs> we, are you familiar with Dario Item? We deal with him as custodian of secrets. <laughs> yeah, like, that seems to me like a job from a you fantasy novel. <laughs> it's a job from a fantasy novel in addition to all his other stuff. Yeah, like my, sure. here's my here's Here is probably actually... In the context of everything else about this story, one of my favorite paragraphs. Then there was the run-in with financial authorities in Labuan, a federal territory of Malaysia, which in 2019 struck Item off as a director of two financial services firms. As a consequence of the regulatory sanction, Antigua also revoked one of his company's banking licenses. But he's still ambassador to three countries. How many banking licenses does he fucking have? And he had two... Sorry, go ahead. Two financial services companies in Malaysia, at least one bank in Antigua and Barbuda. He has so you know this this guy collects titles and oh yeah, by the way, he's also a doctor. He's Dr. Dario Items. <laughs> yeah, I'm yes. mad about that. I saw that he's a doctor. He's, yeah, he's an ophthalmologist. 
Just the busiest wallet, apart from anything else. It's just like filled with badges and ID cards and like like qualifications and shit. I'm obsessed with this man now. Just on a plane, like is you know, is there a doctor on board? He's like, I am a doctor, three ambassadors, two banks, and a journalist. <laughs> I also run. I also run what is essentially <laughs> Antigua's most popular Facebook page. Please, and please. This man is dying. Does anyone have any news from the island of Barbuda? <laughs> and he is like, absolutely not. I only have news from the better and larger island of Antigua, if that's of any interest to you. Here's <laughs> a funny thing. He says uh, about the Malaysian thing. I was, you can believe me or not, the victim of... <laughs> You can believe me or not. I was, you can believe me or not, the victim of a fraudster. I won in court and there's nothing left in that country, Malaysia. Every measure against me has been there's withdrawn. nothing left in that country. And this is public. <laughs> and remember, remember, this is a good time to remember that he's saying all this to a journalist who cold called him. Awesome. This is the guy for, like, uh, putting a pound in the Simpsons reference jar. This is the, oh crap, I certainly shouldn't have said it was a legal guy. Like... Word for word, so almost. Cool. Also, it's like it's this guy. Like, I if if he was the like right wing dictator of a Central American country, he would have four thousand medals on his chest. This is his version of that. Yeah, he's like a civilian now that like we're in a democracy. He's just able to like go around collecting stuff like this. I want to live this life. I want to be ambassador for three countries. Be a Kentucky colonel. Uh, fucking like have a doctorate and something. Couple of banks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the I thing. Can, also. I can officiate weddings. I'm actually, I'm, but, a, I'm a sea captain as well. <laughs> ordained minister across five different religions. He's actually a KFC major, but he's trying to get promoted. This is a guy who, like, at the end of the book, you find out he's been eight guys who bear like enough of a passing resemblance to each other that they've been able to maintain all of these, but they couldn't think up like eight names for their various interests, and so they're just like, it's just easier if we're all Dario item. Yeah. You know? My father, he have eight children. He call each one Dario item in the hope that it was one day really confuse uh, one Financial Times journalist and a bunch of podcasters. <laughs> so. Also, like the the fact if he's saying, "Oh yeah, I have a couple of financial services companies in Malaysia," where else does he have financial services companies? Probably all <laughs> over the place. Um, and and you know, I mean, when you are like a, and all of these things tend to be connected when you're this kind of like fixer who's like a lawyer for these people. Mm. Uh, it's just you you end up wearing like a Mad Hatter amount of hats. Um, but then I think actually the Mad Hatter only had one hat, but it was just a pretty weird hat. So, here is where it gets best. Um, among his other interests, Item also owns a message board for pizza enthusiasts yes. called Lavarache, where he posts as an admin under the name Napoli72. Awesome. Incredible. Fantastic. He has posted over 4,000 times on the forum he owns. Oh, so and he's, he's like a, he mods it, too. Yeah, no, he owns it. He's he's Antiguan Pizza Low Tax, is what he is. <laughs> yeah, do you ever think it's weird how everybody you know who like d does jokes on Twitter all came up on an Antiguan pizza message board together? Yeah. 
Please stop posting on the message board about the pizza restaurant in Barbuda. I am not interested. <laughs> Once again, to be clear, it's for Antiguan pizza only. <laughs> I, oh, it's God. my passion. It's my passion. Absolutely. It's absolutely my passion. I love cooking. I love cooking. Item told the journalist who cold called him about a Swiss document. Oh, my God. He, Amazing. He was banned from being a company officer in, like, a state of Malaysia. And then he, like, had his reputation management firm, like, take their shit off of their website. It, it, like, incredible dude. I'm looking at the forum we, now. He also makes a fucking mean focaccia. Oh, I believe it. it I believe good? this guy's It looks really delicious. good, dude. It looks really fucking good. Mm -hmm. How come none of that's on his Instagram? I know. First all, of all. I think, I think, well, I don't know. Some of his web presence seems to be like pushing like tourism for Antigua. So there's, I found an interview where he's on, uh, doing an interview about, you know, why would, why, why should people come to Antigua and Barbuda? And he said, well, there are 365 beaches on Antigua alone, which is a beach for every day of the year and 12 That's beaches on Barbuda. <laughs> which <Right. laughs> is such a damning by faint praise. Is he actually anti-Barbuda? That's like, okay, FT discovered the rest of it. We've discovered that he's anti-Barbuda. He has a favorite son here for sure. Your move, Robert Smith. <laughs> I, I love the focaccia. I mean, maybe it's just because we're recording this and I'm quite hungry, but I really, I want some of that focaccia. Can we invite Dario Item in to like, you know, write a reply? Yeah. This man should be allowed to give his side of the story and also bring us a delicious focaccia. Okay, Dario Item. If you're going to hear this, and if you're anything like I think you are, you probably are going to listen to it. Yeah. Um, please, next time you're in London, which I assume you're going to do for some kind of strange luxury thing, yeah. please... He's the ambassador to the city of London. Please come to the studio. We want to talk to you. About pizza, primarily. Yeah, we like, will interview you about pizza. We don't care about it. And also, we're else. one of the few people who are not interested in, like, stuffing you into a suitcase. Like, our interests in you are purely for catcher and pizza related. We think you're cool. Yeah. I want to yes. be clear. Yeah. We, we want to hang learn out with more. you. Yeah. 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 Oh, we want to learn about, like, I, I mean, first of all, this dude installed a pizza oven in all of his houses, which is presumably a ludicrous mm. undertaking, like hauling one of these things up the mountainside yeah. in Monaco. Like well, He's got one in Liechtenstein, he's got one in Spain. Got one in Antigua. Well, yeah, yeah and, that, and, and that's the end of it, I'm sure. He seems like a man who'd only have the minimum amount of houses for the... I, I, I should say there's, there's a quote in this FT article. You can't imagine how difficult it was to bring an oven to Antigua from Naples. Oh, <sighs> excess baggage was prohibitive. <laughs> yeah. He had to, he had to get it in with a crane, dude. I, I love well, like this across man. the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really, big really crane. tall space elevator sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you saw what I did here, you could definitely conclude that I am crazy. Well, what I'd like to conclude, Dario Item, is please come on the podcast. Oh, sorry, the right honorable Dr. Dario Item. And, uh, um, banker, yeah. banker. I'm no longer the ambassador to Spain. I've been sent to the lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to end it here because we're at 1.15. Uh, so I want to say, number one, Tom Walker, always a pleasure to have you on oh, the show. A joy to um, be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, you should check out Tom Walker on Twitch, where I will often be found in chat. That's right. Yeah, check out there. And uh, I've got a podcast with my my wonderful fiance Demi, 
Uh, it's called bigsofttitty.png, all one word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's available on the island of Antigua. Uh-huh. Yeah, <gasps> is no Barbuda yet. No, yeah, not Barbuda. We haven't got Barbuda is more of a sort of like lagoon spiritually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a more equitable society. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, everybody, there is also a Patreon. It is five dollars a month, and you will receive. Uh, the second of our four live shows, we went on tour talking about Matthew Goodwin's terrible book, among other things. Uh, this is the Leeds episode, which I think contains the startup that drove me the most insane of any of the four. I'm Close so second in Manchester. Uh, so that's going to be on the Patreon this week. Also, there's Writtenology. There's Britonology. There's a stream, Slop.Delivery, Mondays and Thursdays from 9 to 11 p.m., where we will be streaming. Yeah, there's hmm. the dream of a more equitable society. <laughs> In the lagoon. Check out the lagoon. <laughs> Go to the yeah, lagoon, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, also, li- live dates for me. I'm, I am around the place. If you go to my website, mildwebs.co.uk slash live-shows, you can check out where I'm going to be. Uh, most importantly, though, June 11th, I will be in Manchester. Are you in Manchester and would like to see me do stand-up comedy um, before I am banished to the lagoon? Please uh, do come and check that out. Excellent. All right. All right. Well, uh, and our theme song is Here We Go by Jin Sang. You can mm. find it in the lagoon. That's right. <laughs> if you've been banished there. All right. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Tom needs to go to bed. It's late for him. Here, we're listening to Here We Go by Jin Sang in the lagoon. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. I'm go around. What, what, uh, Brian, Brian, what do you think the startup is? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <I> <laughs>